Hey, Wizzes, and welcome to episode 214 of the Food Biz Wiz podcast. In today's episode, I'm welcoming in Colin Ainsworth and Andy Bluestein of the FAIR team. FAIR is an online wholesale marketplace connecting independent retailers and brands around the world. We have so many retail-ready students who love being on FAIR, and I get questions in my inbox week in and week out about how to succeed on this platform. Well, that's exactly what we're going to cover today. We're discussing who's the right fit, how you can stand out, mistakes to avoid, trends on fair, and a whole lot more. Both Colin and Andy are devoted to brand success on the FAIR platform, and they approach those vendor partnerships with so much care and thought. So whether you're already on FAIR, whether you're hearing about FAIR for the first time, or you have it on your to-do list, I know our conversation is going to be a helpful one for you today. Let's dive right in. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Wiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. Before we get further in the episode, I've got a free resource that builds on today's show. It's the mini version of my reorder checklist. We all know it's one thing to land on a new retail shelf, and it's a whole other thing to make sure you're selling through once you're there. In my mini reorder checklist, you'll learn the key ways to onboard a new retailer so that you're much, much more likely to get those reorders coming in fast. Grab the Cliff Notes version of our reorder checklist in our show notes, or if you're a retail-ready student who's listening, find our long-form version and our training directly on our course platform. Welcome to the show, Colin and Andy. It's great to have you guys here. Happy to be here. Thanks so much. (laughs) It's really funny. So my whizzes on the other side know that this is one of those episodes where we've got two people three of us here in the room. So I'm going to do my very best to moderate this um, and to make sure that our listeners, you guys, our listeners really understand who is talking at once. Uh, So we've got Colin here from FAIR, Andy here from FAIR. Let's kick off just high level with some introductions. And then we'll talk a little bit more about what the heck FAIR is, how our listeners can succeed on your digital shelves and all of that sort of stuff. So Colin, will you go first for us and tell us who you are, where you're tuning in from, and what you do at FAIR. Happy to. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Allie. My name's uh, Colin Ainsworth. I work um, as a senior manager on the uh, food and beverage uh, team uh, supporting our food and beverage brands. I've been at FAIR for about six years. Um, and really, our goal on the brand success team is to make sure that our, our brands can um, succeed and and uh, drive the best performances they can on, on FAIR. Yeah, I'm... I feel like this episode has been um, a long time coming, so I'm really eager to talk with both of you. So, Andy, what do you do at FAIR? Yes, uh, I am a senior brand success manager on the food and beverage team. So I've been with FAIR a little over four years, four and a half years-ish, joined the food and beverage team about a year ago, and I've been loving it. A little bit of buyer experience prior to joining FAIR, too. 
And yeah, I'm, I'm calling in from New York City, although Baria native right here. So awesome. Uh, anyway, Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I find this a little bit hard to imagine, but let's just, let's just imagine a scenario where our listeners have never heard of FAIR. They don't know what the heck your platform is or how it can help brands. Can you tell us for someone who, who doesn't know anything about FAIR, what, what is it? What do you guys do? Colin, you want to tell us? Happy to. Yeah. So FAIR is an online wholesale marketplace um, that works with independent retailers um, uh, as well as brands across uh, US, Canada, Europe, Australia. Um, if one can imagine, you know, we're trying to bring uh, retail back to Main Street um, and want to see independent businesses thrive as, as a result. Um, for independent retailers, notably, we offer them 60-day payment terms. So that means that they can purchase products and they'll have 60 days before they can return those products if, if should they not sell. Um, and then if they do, of course, want to encourage them to reorder from uh, from the brand that they purchased on FAIR. Um, we have about 100,000 or so brands uh, on FAIR currently, as well as hundreds of thousands of retailers. Um, and again, scattered across US, uh, Canada, Western Europe, and, and Australia. Wow, that's that's a lot of brands and a lot of buyers. And one of one of the things that I've said this, I've said this so many times, but I'll say it for our listeners too. I I wish that fair existed when I was a buyer. There were <laughs> Andy's laughing here too. Andy, I wonder if you had this experience as a buyer as well. But you know, just the constant pitches that we would get from brands, the disorganized pitches, I'll say that, that we would get from brands, the desire to curate a really special assortment for our shelves and the challenges that that arose with finding those values aligned producers or, you know, all of that, all of that stuff. It, I always felt like there had to be a better way. And then sure enough, FAIR popped up um, a couple of years after I left my buying role. So I'll... Uh, I'll just say, I'm glad that you guys exist. Many, many of our retail ready brands are glad that you exist as well. So um, before, before we start talking more about like, who's the right fit, like what, what are we doing here with, with fair? Will you just repeat for me? So you said at this point, you're, you're global. I remember when it was us only, and then maybe Canada next, but at this point you truly are a, a global organization. Is that correct? We are, we are truly global. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we have headquarters in San Francisco, uh, as well as in Waterloo, Canada. Uh, but our retailer base uh, extends, and our brand base extends in from U.S. to Canada to uh, Western Europe, so U.K., France, Germany, Spain, Portugal, Italy, uh, as well as Australia. Um, and goal is, you know, continue to make sure that our retailers can find the right products that they need and uh, discover the, the brands that uh, will help sell in their store and brands to um, you'll be able to do all their wholesale ordering on fair. And we want to provide the tools uh, for both uh, brands and retailers to do so. It's Great. been really fun uh, working on food and beverage as well. Uh, it, right now, the, the fastest growing category, uh, maybe versus a couple of years ago where, you know, the, the food and beverage community was you know, a bit smaller. It's been really Amazing to watch the growth there and, and and work with some of those brands along the way. Yeah, that's it's really fascinating to hear that the food and beverage category is the fastest growing one on fair. Because, you know, of course, over the past couple of years, we've seen so much ups and downs and like really um 
dare I say, like odd behavior in food and beverage categories. And so it it really makes me excited to hear that that's the fastest growing category on fair. Uh, thanks for highlighting that, Andy. And then just again, to, to highlight like how it actually works. So say I'm a buyer and let's say I have Allie's Boutique in Santa Barbara and I maybe sell you know, some home goods, I've got aprons and candles and platters and stuff like that. And then I also have a wall of food and beverage in my store. And I'm really like doing it all. I would, I, as the buyer, go on fair, search and look for the types of products that I want for my store. Maybe use some of your filters and stuff. We can talk about that. And then I place an order directly with that, let's say that female-founded, non-alcoholic cocktail that I love so much. I ordered directly from them. And then that cocktail, mocktail brand, if you will, ships directly to me. Did I get that correctly? That's that's right. And kind of a spoiler alert on one of the, the trends I was going to call out on, on NA brands. But uh, but anyway, I, what <laughs> I tell my brands when I'm speaking with them and, and they ask a similar question is like, it is really as easy as normal online shopping and the, and the normal e-commerce experience replicated for wholesale buying specifically. Uh, retailers are verified. So, you know, not just anyone can go in and place orders. There's a verification process that takes place, but otherwise that's, that's generally the idea. You're putting items in a shopping cart and checking out just like yeah. you would do for, for personal shopping. Awesome. Okay. So super easy on the buyer side of things and really easy on the vendor side of things as well, because they are not, and again, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but they're not shipping any inventory to fair. You're not doing any of the warehousing. You're not doing any of the distribution. That brand is still handling all of their shipping logistics. The ordering, receiving, like all, everything is just the shipping that goes, or excuse me, they keep the shipping themselves and nothing is then like through fair. Nothing goes physically through fair, correct? That's right. Exactly. The retailer places the order, brand receives it, brand uh, starts packaging order, can even use some of our um, shipping services like Ship mm -hmm. with Fair, sends it directly to the retailer. Retailer would then get the 60-day payment term should they have opted into it. Um, and then you know, we pay the the brand out on, on their payout schedule. They can select from a few different ones, whether it's next day or net 30 or even net 60, whatever, whatever works best for them. But um, Nothing of like fair having to take the inventory and then resend it. It's straight from the brand to the retailer vendor to the to the buyer. Easy. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you guys see so many brands who are dipping their toes into wholesale. I feel like often fair might be like one of the first e-commerce platforms that they're getting on. Can we talk about like high level for brands who are new to wholesale? What advice do you have for folks? Um early on in their business. Yeah, um, I, I can talk about that a little bit. And and this, I may be drawing on some of my buyer experience as well. Like, I've seen, you know, so many different kind of methods for getting their brand out there and standing out work and, and in terms of just getting discovered by a future buyer, whether that's unfair or otherwise, whether that's like, you know, a, a blog post or Kickstarter or just having another e-commerce listing out there. Like I think mm -hmm. all buyers are kind of, you know, pulling out all the stops in terms of discovery there. Um, I don't know if we have like an official recommendation one way or another on, on those avenues, but in terms of what works well um, 
on our platform. Like, you know, we the want to make sure that all the same kind of principles of like a good e-commerce listing are reflected there, meaning you want to have good imagery, good lifestyle, pro- like shots where you are showing the product in context in terms of how it's being used. Want to make sure that descriptions are accurate, any sort of like details on the product, food and beverage specific, like we have product uh, production tags, diet tags, so retailers can, can source that way as well. Um, I think generally speaking, those are like for, for new to wholesale brands, making sure that's reflected there. Um, and, and yeah, that just more generally speaking, you know, making sure you're, you're ready for e-commerce and that way will will translate to fair too. Totally. And, you know, I, Andy, I, I didn't say this offline, but I'll, I'll say it now that yeah. it's okay to give our listeners some tough love. So I'm going to do it and I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> ask if you see this as well, but I can only imagine that so many brands get listed on fair. They build a mediocre profile. They've got some crappy photos. And then they're like, why aren't the orders coming in? Fair, you promised me that this is the way that I could connect with retailers. Like, what gives? I, yeah. I made my profile. Have you? Do you see that, Andy? So I have seen, you know, brands kind of defy that and have, even with not the best imagery out there, start bringing in a ton of orders if the product's Ooh. unique or something along those lines. Um, but that's a big part of my job in terms of like going through reviewing the the accounts I work with, making sure they're using fair properly, but also their their page is optimized for success when it comes to how it's displayed as to a retailer. Like that's that's what I'm supposed to be as a brand success manager, like a really good resource for for brands to to check in on that, make sure they're doing all the right things there. Yeah. And that's so, you know, I love that you're pushing back on me here. And let me reframe this too that. I imagine that the better set up those brands are on fair, the better it is for fair because you will get mm-hmm. more orders as well, right? So Andy, what I'm hearing you say is that's literally your job to make sure mm-hmm. that those brands have their profiles optimized and that they are creating these listings that are attractive to retailers and, and all of that. So um, even though if a brand comes in without the skills to build their profile, you guys at FAIR have the res- the resources and the support to to help folks out there. Yeah, absolutely. And cool. and while it's it's possible to you know see a ton of success, you know, with maybe just product photos or, or not the you know most optimized like lifestyle images, we certainly still encourage that, like you know, to yeah. to refresh imagery and make sure things look good there. Um, yeah. if, if the brand has like the bandwidth to to make that happen for their content. You make it seem so easy. So who would not be the right fit for FAIR? Well, we've seen brands from, uh, even for Food Bev, from a number of different categories find success on FAIR. Um, these include coffee and tea, food baskets and kits, you know, beverages, mm-hmm. cookies and baked goods, dairy, cereals, grains, condiments and sauces. Uh, you name it. Wide, wide assortment of different categories uh, have found success on fair, um, uh, and really, like to your point earlier, Ali, and to Andy's point, is we want to make sure brands are putting their best foot forward. Um, yeah. So, as Andy touched on, uh, you know, merchandising is a key aspect of this. Making sure that the photos of their products are are high quality, especially if retailers are coming across the brand's page 
the first time. They want a great experience, just as if a retailer is searching a brand's catalog or going to a trade show, what have you. And then we also have some other merchandising um, uh, tactics and tools for, for brands, again, to convey their story. And that includes things like videos, if brands want to mm. uh, share videos of their products, you know, how best to use it, how best to showcase it in the retailer store. We have displays, which have been incredibly popular. Um, they've led to higher average order volume for um, uh, for for uh, brands themselves, as well as for the consumers that are purchasing from the retailers. Ah, Reason being cool. is that is that because you know once the uh, brands get their displays physically in the retailer storefront, it leads to you know, of course more orders and and therefore higher you know uh, order amounts and and uh, more reorders uh, as well for those brands. Um, and we have also a different sort of collections. So again, on the theme of uh, brand storytelling, that if you know brands have new products that they want to share, they can create a collection. They can do collections for seasonal items, bestsellers, um, you name it. And even as we're getting into these kind of holiday months, uh, merchandising is a key aspect. Um, as we see our our highest ordering uh, time of year during these kind of October to November months as um, retailers are stocking up inventory for, you know, the Thanksgiving and, uh, and winter holidays. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful that we're doing this episode in time for folks to get in there and refresh their fair profiles or get on fair, you know, for the first time in advance of the holidays, because we know, we know how busy Q4 is and how, how much those buyers are placing larger orders. They're more in that mindset to increase their inventory, to try new items, to do higher priced items, all of that sort of stuff happens in, in Q4. So again, really grateful that we're doing this episode this time of year. So I've got one clarifying question on categories, and then I want to talk about getting on fair. If someone is listening and they're like, okay, this sounds great. Like what happens next? So Colin, clarify for me. Do you guys, I know that you, you, you mentioned dairy. So refrigerated is now a thing for fair, it seems like, or is that hard cheeses and non-refrigerated dairy? And then also have you added in frozen? Great question for both dairy and frozen. Um, it really depends candidly at this stage it depends on the brand itself um mm. dairy we have done we, it tends to be a lot of cheeses as you mentioned uh we are looking at um options to make sure that uh, dairy products uh can be sold you know, from the brand to the retailer and, and we have right. options to support them um as well as frozen you know can be to the discretion of the brand uh, again it's great access to hundreds of thousands of retailers that we offer um, but it's it's really to the to the discretion of the brand at this yeah, time. and that that makes a lot of sense because if the brands are handling the shipping on their own, if they've got that cold supply chain in place, great. Ship your delicious ice cream sandwiches to that little to Allie's boutique in Santa Barbara, right? Like that is wonderful. And so, Colin, and I hear you say too, just um making sure that everything is legally set up to ship ship things like uh or to sell, excuse me, uh things like dairy or like meat products or things that have likely a little bit more um, regulatory stuff around that. Okay, cool. Exactly. We can support there as we'll get into uh, how to, how to add brands to fair uh, support as well. Let's yeah. Let's just talk about that. How do, how do brands join fair? What's the process? Yeah, it's, 
pretty simple. So they're on the fair.com homepage. You can just go and apply as a brand. Um, we'll provide some contact info as well to, to help facilitate that. But, uh, but yeah, you have just to provide your line sheet. Um, mm-hmm. so pricing on each of your items, you know, standard stuff there, uh, imagery alongside those items. Um, a little bit more brand info, uh, company bio, um, you know, which kind of like value based collections you'll align with as a brand as well. So we offer a number of different kind of like collections there for retailers that may align, uh, whether that's items on on Amazon, uh, handmade, made in the US, women owned, black owned, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of just have whatever your brand aligns with there reflected for those retailers moving forward. Other kind of like administrative stuff, wholesale minimum, lead times, among other things, and, and some kind of introductory steps to getting your shop page set up. It takes mm-hmm. our team like, I think just a couple days to, to turn around a kind of like draft of your fair page for you to go in a review. Then you have like seven-ish days to hit the activation button and you're live from okay. that point on. It's a very wow. quick turnaround. You're listed in new arrivals for a couple of weeks after that point. So hopefully it's it's smooth sailing and, and a few orders are coming in right off the bat. Cool. And you know, as a if I'm putting myself in that founder's shoes and I'm like, okay, if I just heard Colin say that Q4 is really big sales months, and then Andy said, you know, I could be up and running in like the next 10 business days where my brain, and then I'm gonna be highlighted as a new brand on fair, where my brain goes is like, okay. It's time, like what better time of year than to get on there, get highlighted some like, you know, um, free eyeballs on my product listing. Like what better time to join FAIR? Absolutely. I'm going off script, but I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever reject brands from FAIR? Is there anybody who you're like, thanks for the application, but no thanks? We do want to ensure products and, and brands that are joining fair are original products. Um, so that is something we take a look at and, and ensure um, that the, the brand is, is, you know, has the original product line there. Um, among other things, Colin, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm missing anything there, but I know that that in terms of like, you know, going in and, and applying as a brand. Right. Like you couldn't be a third party one. seller coming and trying, That's to, correct. trying to sell through fair. You know, somebody yeah, else, so, you know, we see so much of that on Amazon and mm-hmm. it sounds like you're working hard to, to make sure that that doesn't happen on fair. Yeah. And, and it's, it's perfectly fine if there's a brand out there that is selling original product on Amazon and also wants to sell on fair, uh, but yeah. the third party resellers, that's something we're looking out for, um, you know, on the retail verification side as well. Yeah. And so to be clear too, I'm so glad that you brought this up, Andy. If uh, someone's listening and they're like, well, I'm on Amazon, like, why would I need to be on fair? Right? Like, let's be clear that these are two very different platforms. Amazon, you're primarily selling direct to consumer and fair. This is all B2B. You're just selling to a retail partner, correct? That That is correct. Yeah. Okay. One, two, one to three door businesses uh, for the most part. Um, this this is the kind of customer you can expect on fair. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So these truly like the independence and stuff. And again, um, you know, for, for our listeners who have heard our past episodes with range me, I'll say, again, you might be thinking, okay, like, well, why do I have to be on 
fair if I'm on range me. And what I really hear too, is that fair focuses so much on the independence, the one to three door retailers. And we all know like range me is, is so much bigger, you know, when you're ready for the CVSs and the Walgreens and the Walmarts of the world, the vitamin shops, like those big, big retailers, that's more of a, a range me. Thing. Yeah, that's that's correct, and and it's it's totally fine, uh, you know, on our side for for brands to work with, you know, any any other kind of wholesale partners, marketplace partners, that kind of thing. There's no contract or anything to sign for for brands who are joining. So there's oh, cool. you know, Great. no timing commitment or any kind of like exclusivity commitment. This can live alongside any sort of kind of wholesale partners channels, sales channels you have in place right now. Wonderful, I. My retail ready students hear me say this a lot, but as soon as we start talking about exclusives, especially with distributors or any other sort of you know partners, I, I start getting a little wary. So I'm very happy to hear that that Fair doesn't do anything like that either. Okay, so they get on Fair, and then what do they do to stand out? Like, can they do things like paid ad spend? Can they like pitch themselves to be highlighted in one of those collections? Like, how mm-hmm. do how do people like actually get more eyeballs on their listings once they're on Fair's platform? Good question. Um, so listen to new arrivals for a couple of weeks following going live on Fair, making sure if you have those, you know, the the kind of value-based collections I mentioned a moment ago, mm-hmm. um, production tags, diet tags, a couple of those attribute tags, making sure that your your product at the product level, your your uh, information you're providing on each item is okay. Literally you know, on the item level. Okay. Yeah, Great. that's correct. And that's um, Andy, just to clarify for me. So that's so a buyer that can come in too and say like, okay, I've got this, I'm doing the 15% pledge. I've got this initiative mm-hmm. where 15% of our products are um, produced by black owned businesses. I can then like filter by that black owned business tag Right. Yes. And then I can start looking for that new jam, for that new lotion, for the new candle. Right. Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah, that's that's okay. uh, cool. that's correct. And in terms of other things for like discovery um, for, for retailers in the marketplace, product descriptions and having those built out um, are really good. You know, pretty crucial item for like search and, and any, you know, if the mm. retailer happens to search a, a, a key term or uh, phrase in the description that you have listed right now, that'll improve your chances of getting discovered by that retailer or another retailer searching that that term in the future. Great. So like um, maybe I would be searching something like um, adaptogens yes. or something like, I don't know, redwood tips or like some sort of thing that I want and like yes. some sort of particular like center ingredient or attribute or something like that, that literally you're telling me that the brands can um, put in their product list as, listings almost as if they were doing um, SEO optimization on their own website. Yeah. It's that's, that's a good way to kind of treat it for now. Um, like cool. for example, like football or game day or something like those are, those are two terms that have popped up pretty regularly these last couple of months. Uh, if you are selling like seasoning or salt or something like, you know, perfect for game that like getting really creative and like weaving those terms in is a really good way to, uh, to potentially stand out there. Um, and then I guess one more tip I wanted to, to make sure to mention is this is obviously like a marketplace to find new retailers and, and get discovered by new retailers who may not have met otherwise. Fair can also be used for 
taking orders with any existing accounts or leads you come across that you work with now who are independents or that you come across a, like future trade shows or come inbound to you uh, or something along those lines. Um, so those are really good customers for fueling growth. We have a, a couple incentives for, for retailers who may be new to fair that you direct to fair to place an order with you. $100 credit to shop your brand specifically, free shipping with your brand for a full year. So those are wow. really important cool. customers for, for fueling your growth, um, supplementing your growth over time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I can just, uh, I imagine it on the brand side too, you know, for our listeners who are pitching to new wholesale accounts, obviously that, uh, that account, and you know this, Andy, from being a buyer, the buyer wants to know where they can, how they can order your product, right? Am mm -hmm. I ordering it direct? Am I ordering it through a distributor? Am I ordering it through fair? And essentially it comes down to that filter of how easy is it for me to order this product line? And so what I hear you say, Andy, is if someone is, if a retailer is already using FAIR, it becomes a no-brainer because they're just adding your products on to, to the existing you know, weekly orders that they're doing or something like that. Or if that, let's say it's a new retailer and you are one of the first to pitch for their shelves, you can actually, if you can convince them to join you on FAIR, that retailer gets a whole bunch of perks for, for joining, including, you know, credit to shop your store and free shipping and stuff. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking again from the former buyer experience. It's, <laughs> it's an amazing time just being able to, it's as easy as normal online shopping, as I mentioned. Uh, so, uh, that, that's a time saver, hopefully for, for our retail buyers in and of itself. And, and, uh, hopefully those kind of like benefits around payment and, uh, you know, getting 60 days to pay and, and hopefully that's helpful and staying cash, cash positive and, and, and all that. So, Anyway, yeah, that's um, it's, it hopefully makes life easy for those folks. Yeah. And, you know, that's really the name of the game in terms of wholesale. How, how can I make this as easy as possible for the buyer? How can I make that buyer trust that I'm going to be a product that helps them meet their category goals? So I, I, I want our listeners who are already on FAIR to hear Andy when he says that you can go back and update your product descriptions, change it for the season, right? Refresh your product photography. Make sure, I'm sure you folks at FAIR are adding new filters and tags, right? If you, if you joined FAIR four years ago, go make sure that you have clicked all the updated tags, right? So I think there's, I'm really taking away that it is, it's not a set it and forget it thing that we want our listeners to make sure they're, that they're going in and refreshing things seasonally. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, you know, based off what retailers are searching for right now, that's all fall, Halloween, getting into Christmas holiday, stocking stuffers, that kind of thing. So yeah. um, the, the, it's it's good time to go in and, and, and refresh to kind of accommodate what retailers are uh, searching for on the demand side mm, of things. Mm. I bet stocking stuffers is a great search term for, for Q4. It's a good idea. Oh yeah. Okay. So what mistakes what mistakes do you see brands make? I think the biggest one is kind of what you alluded to, Allie, is that it can be kind of a set it and forget it motion. Hmm. Meaning that I as a brand join fair, very excited to tap into these hundreds of thousands of retailers looking to grow my business. Maybe I'm based, you know, in, in uh Sacramento, California, and um my retailer base has mainly been local. And now I'd like to expand to uh, get access to retailers across the U.S., again, Canada, Western yeah. Europe, Australia. Um, 
set up my my put my full catalog up there you know put make sure the pricing's accurate things like that and then i just kind of leave it as is um as andy mentioned you know fair is working behind the scenes to make sure that we can make give make sure that my brand is visible to as many retailers as possible mm-hmm. um we put brands in this new arrivals section uh as we call it which is Basically, it's the most popular section for retailers to to check and place orders. They want to see retailers want to see who the latest brands are, what their products are, see if it's a good fit for their storefront, what have you. Um, but we put them in there for a certain amount of time, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. a couple of weeks. Uh, after that, um, you know, we we want to make sure that the brand knows how to use the platform and can take on some of these actions like creating collections, like uh, adding videos, uh, potentially even running a promotion if it works for them um, mm-hmm. financially. And this could be, you know, a percentage off or it could be um, a certain dollar amount off or, or free shipping, um, what have you. And they can set set the time allotment for that. Um, yeah. It's a great way to get more exposure to retailers. Uh, and then as Andy hinted at earlier, we also have this program, Fair Direct, um, which has been a huge boon for for brands to to grow their business, uh, and what that offers is basically you know, brands can give the sixty day payment terms, um, mm-hmm. but all to any retailer, just like uh, Fair provides those. Uh, they'll get paid out on their payout schedule. So, say if I'm a brand, I have next day payout. You know, the retailer will get sixty day pay sixty day payment terms. I'll get paid out the next day by Fair, no issue whatsoever. But if the retailer is placing their first ever order on FAIR, the retailer will get the $100 in credit off my line specifically covered by FAIR. Um, so it incentivizes the order from that perspective, as well as they'll get a year of free shipping. So it encourages reorders as well. Um, so it's not just a one-time order, but it's yeah. trying to re- create relationships um, uh, for, for the long term. Uh, and then also a nice perk for me as a brand is that I'll get the order commission free. Um, so in terms of my bottom line, you know, great from that standpoint, as well as like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, using fair direct to encourage my current customers, uh, that may or may not be unfair to order from me. At least I'll get 0% commission. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't want to be charged commission if they're already unfair as well as, Hey, uh, you know, I met some retailers at a trade show and want to see if I can get them across the line. I'll invite them through, through fair direct. And, um, uh, as well as you know, maybe do some outbound to retailers that you know uh, I haven't ordered that haven't ordered from me in some time, as well as you know ones that I've had my eye on. Uh, and we at Fair are trying to provide the tools to encourage that, so that brands can again migrate more of their business over to Fair. And tactically, we have a couple tools to do so. Uh, we have we give each brand their own URL, um, what we call the Fair Direct link. And what that leads to is it you know, re- brands will send this out. Two retailers, and retailers can click on it, go straight to the page on FAIR, uh, and um, you know, sure enough, get the $100 in credit if it's their first ever order, year free shipping, I as a brand get the order commission free. We also have what we call a widget, which is kind of cool, of where we give a code, HTML code, that, that they can put uh, basically a banner on their website, typically mm. on the wholesale section or even on their homepage. It uh, says, you know, Collins Brands, uh, Collins you know, whatever food and dev brand, uh, receive hundred dollars off in year free shipping. Yep. Click here to do so. Uh, and it goes straight to my page on fair. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that you had that widget, but that makes so much sense. And again, it just makes it easy. It makes it easy for retailers. Well, it makes it easy for the brand to share 
And it makes it easy for the retailer to just click through and say, yes, it's exactly. great. Exactly. It's, it's been very powerful for our brands to, to create and nurture relationships with retailers. Mm, yeah, it, it just, it makes so much sense. And then Colin, I'm, I'm glad that you agreed that one of those mistakes is just that set it and forget it attitude. I feel like it, it, it happens by accident, right? We're all so busy and founders get pulled in a million different directions. And then, yeah, sure enough, you're like, oh, shoot. It's been 18 months and I haven't even signed, you know, signed back into the back end affair to optimize my profile. So if anyone's listening here, just know that um, it's totally normal if you haven't gone in and updated your fair profile. And I would challenge our listeners to just put a recurring calendar invite or a recurring invite on the calendar once a quarter. Just go in there and spend 15 minutes just putting your eyes on your page. And I'm sure that you'll see some, some results of that. Okay. Let's talk about trends and what's working on FAIR right now. I'm sure that we've got some listeners who are like, oh, well, my category is crowded. Or on the other hand, like I make something that's brand new and no one's heard about before. Like, am I going to have success on FAIR? What's I already did a little spoiler alert, I guess, for one of yours, Andy, around the NA space. So what's trending on FAIR right now? Yeah, I guess we can kind of go like chronologically because starting at the, the beginning of this year, obviously with like dry January, that's when a lot of our NA brands on the marketplace today really began mm. thriving. Uh, so yeah. there's a few NA brands who, um, who had a successful start to the year there. But then I think the Sober Curious trend is really kind of like persisted and, and carried on up until, you know, now it's almost the end of the year already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been a, a popular kind of category for us here over the course of the last year. A couple more product specific trends. Tin fish is, is something that uh, we keep seeing in search. A couple brands doing really well in that kind of space right now on fair today. Uh, what else we got? Um, Freeze-dried candies popping up in search, and we're still <laughs> a few of us are still trying to like comprehend this this trend that's happening. I don't know how if, you, if you've heard or, or seen that, you know. Yeah, in, in time, you know, but. I feel old when I say this, but like I'm like, is this a TikTok thing? I think it is, and yeah, we have be. a couple. Yeah, we've got a couple of freeze-dried candy brands in retail ready, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because they're brands that have been around for you know, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, these, these candy brands. And all of a sudden it feels like freeze dried candy is a new, exciting thing. And yet it's been around for, for decades. So I'm so glad that you, you're also seeing this freeze dried candy trend because I had been wondering where the heck it came from. Yeah. Um, that's a couple of us have as well, but, but that's (laughs) been popular. And I think one really exciting trend that uh, you know, we've seen maybe pop up over the course of these last few months are chef-driven brands performing really well on fair and and few you know recently joining fair as well. And what I mean by that is, you know, thinking about some of the famous restaurants in San Francisco, New York, um, Ruby Rosa. Um, what else we got? Rustic Bakery. You know, a, a few of those really famous uh, kind of you know restaurants. That, bakeries, Magnolia mm-hmm. Bakery, those folks are now kind of getting into the CPG space. And yeah. um, a few of them have joined FAIR. And, and I, I 
maybe a few more in talks to join fair, but, um, that's been really cool to see some of those really iconic brands that, that, and or restaurants that so many of us all know and love kind of uh, getting into CPG so you can take their brand right into yeah. your own home. That's been really cool. That's I'm really glad you say that, Andy, because we during pandemic, we saw so many restaurants join us in retail ready because they were obviously looking for ways to diversify their revenue streams. They're, you know, obviously during pandemic, much slower in the restaurant space. And um, yeah. it makes me so excited to hear that that they're, you know, here we are moving out of the pandemic, but that those brands are finding a lot of success on fair. That's great to hear. Yes. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. been really exciting to watch. Wonderful. All right. I feel like we could keep talking, but I'm going to, I'm going to wrap us up here. I've got one more question for you guys. And, and just again, so much gratitude for you coming on and talking about fair. I know that we're in this busy season and I know that you guys are heads down in, in Q4 busyness on the back end. So really I'm grateful that, that you're spending time with us today and helping our listeners get on fair and get optimized if they already are on fair and looking for, for higher results in Q4. So my last question is where the heck can people find you? How can they keep in touch? Like where do they go to get connected to all things fair? Absolutely. And no, thank you, Ali. Um, uh, folks are welcome to reach out to, to me at Colin at fair.com. Uh, you can also find us um, on our social media uh, handles twitter.com slash fair underscore wholesale and instagram um dot com slash uh, fair underscore score wholesale um they're replete with stories of how brands and retailers have succeeded guidance uh for uh what's coming up here at fair and you can also check out our fair blog which gives a lot of great insight to, into uh trends uh what we're seeing you know on, on the front lines uh, best practices things like that, all free resources. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Helen, Andy, it was a pleasure having you on our show today. I, I'm really grateful for your time. And like I said, really grateful that that FAIR exists for both for the brand side and the retail side. Thanks for being on here. Thank you so much, Allie. This was awesome. Hopefully helpful for folks. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Allie. You're welcome. This was such a fun episode to record, my whizzes, and I'm so happy that you have had the chance to hear directly from the FAIR team about all that they offer. So if you are listening to this episode, I want to know. I want you to grab a screenshot, tag both me and FAIR on Instagram, and I will give you a shout right back. So let me know if this has been a helpful episode for you. And I do hope that this show gave you the inspiration you need to get your brand on FAIR if you're the right fit. So Wizzes, if you have any questions on FAIR or if you want to connect again with that FAIR team directly, find their information in the show notes. And if you're a Retail Ready student listening, we've got a past industry expert call with the FAIR team diving deeper on some of these topics and the profile optimizations. And you can find that in our call library. Go ahead over there if you have need more answers to your questions on succeeding on that platform. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. If you're not on FAIR yet, let me know if you'll be joining soon. And if you're already there, let me know which tip ends up being most helpful for you as we head into Q4. So I'll be looking out in my DMs when you or when you tag me and FAIR in your stories. 
Okay. Contact information is in the show notes. So catch me there. And thank you for listening. I'll see you right back here next week as we start to get into our fourth quarter focus podcast series. All right. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.